All right, sorry, what were you saying? Play Skullgirls, play them fighting herds. Literally 1.0 is out right now. They're about to announce a brand new character. Shanty's gonna be inside of the game. I have good authority that she is not going to be a grappler. This game is imperative. It did not get any game awards, but it's very important that you play them fighting herds. Play it! Welcome to another episode of Best of Five, the Elon is Delirious edition. So let's everybody hang in there with us. Uh, my name is Elon, and I'm the Delirious one, and I'm joined as always by my fellow cohorts, Mr. Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek, the main squeeze, and the lovely as ever, the purple Sharpie. Great to be here, Elon. First time, long time friend of the show. Excited. It's for my very first podcast I've ever done in my life. Sponsored by Astro Gaming. Thank you, Astro Gaming. Well, we are not sponsored by Astro Gaming. Sharpie is. No, no, we're not. I am. Thank you for the money and free merch, Astro Gaming. Appreciate y'all. So if you want to go do some Astro Gaming stuff, go to Sharpie's channel, uh, <laughs> which is twitch.tv forward slash the purple Sharpie. DA purple Sharpie as always, baby. Yeah. Look at me learning how to read things. Tonight on the show, we've got lots to talk about. Marvel lives while Melee dies. It's awful. Oof. It's a big oof, for sure. Uh, Bud Light released the BL6, a console that last I checked was going for around $800,000, and it's got Tekken in it. Uh, big shout-outs to Die by Sword for gifting Astro Gaming a sub, along with avoiding the puddle before the show started. So thank you, Die by Sword. Uh, so Marvel lives, Melee dies, Bud Light has a new console. Street Fighter Six got leaked. It was in those docks. We saw it coming. Uh, it was in those uh, hacked uh, documents from Capcom, so we're going to have to watch out for that. And a bunch of other shenanigans like a Marbula 1. We went the double or nothing on the pizza bet. Who won it? We're going to find out a little bit later. But first, before we do that, Steve? Yes? Will you give me 30 seconds so I can import all of the graphics for the recap that I forgot to do until yeah, just now? Yeah, so, right, so this has been a bit of a rough week. I am in the middle of transitioning into working overnights. Oof. So I have been up for 15 hours at this point. If I just start talking nonsense, well, more nonsense than usual. No um, such thing. I apologize in advance. There is no such thing as nonsense when it comes to best of five, because everything we say makes sense, even if it doesn't at, the, at this moment, just like this sentence I'm saying right now. But imagine a podcast that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I that doesn't make any sense. That's like every podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> enough enough dilly-dallying, enough faffing about, enough yippity-yapping. Steve, will you do us the honors of hitting us with that big old recap? Did you just say dilly-dallying? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay, it's that kind of week. Uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> Let's kick it off with Street Fighter. Uh, the... Street Fighter League continued on both sides of the Pacific. On the U.S., you had another, more of the same. Uh, the top two teams both picked up wins. Uh, all in, 3-1 winners over UIU, who remain winless. Alpha 3, for the second straight week, falls down 2-0. And for the second straight week, Punk bails them out. Reverse OCV again against Dynamite. 
to take the 3-2 set and move to 4-1 and one on the season. Uh, first half of the season ends ne- not next week, or not this week, but next week, because they are taking a week off for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, but you've got NASA versus Psycho Shinobi to round out the first go-around of matches, and then we kicked off the second half with a bang, one versus two, all in versus Alpha three. Can all in maintain their perfect record? Ooh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. So you want to bet a pizza on it? Be tasty. You just want to bet a pizza on anything. I do um, want to bet a pizza on everything. He's really trying to get that pizza back, folks. Uh, which side you going with? You going with all in or Alpha three? Uh, that's tough. <laughs> Why did you ask me? You know, honestly, if I had to bet. guess, if I, if I really, if I were a betting woman, which I am, I would probably bet on Die by Sword, who has gifted a tier one sub to Finitude. Thank you so much. 134 gifted subs as of late. That's a lot of moolah. That's a lot of money. Thank the, you, as always, for supporting the cast. The patron saint of best of five. Yep. Um... Shit. All right, hold on. Who? Uh, let me let me look at this real quick. So all in is Idom, SKZ, and Nato One Strider. All right, I'll go all in. All right, that was gonna be my pick, but I'll take Alpha Three because you want to bet a pizza so bad. Okay. All right, all in on all, all in. So pizza bet, all in, pizza bet, Alpha Three. What's next on the recap? Uh, more Street Fighter League. We've got the Japanese side of things. Uh, they had their penultimate week this uh, past week with round nine. And if you're Tokido, this was an amazing week for you. Your squad got a 3-1 win over Gaia. And then the two squads chasing you, uh, Gold and Aurora, both ended up losing uh, to teams at the bottom of the table, Scarlet and Splash, respectively. So now Flame... Four points clear uh, in that number one spot. If they get one point next week in the finale, uh, they are number one. They lock up number one. Uh, gold, if they drop any game, uh, well, gold is playing flame, so they can shut it out right there. As long as they don't lose 4-0, they are in good shape. Uh, Aurora so- pretty solidly in that number three spot. Also, uh, before we move on, question from Die by Sword: uh, Is Tokido still playing Urin? Uh, I don't remember who was banned off the t- top of my head for this one. I believe he was. Okay, Tokido was Double indeed time. playing Urin. Good stuff. All right, where are we going to next? Uh, we're going to round out. Uh, Street Fighter League with the final Capcom Pro Tour event Uh-oh. of the season. Uh-oh. Ooh. It, it was U.S. West number two. The the finale, who was going to get that final spot in Capcom Cup? And it was almost the guy I've been saying has been on the cusp for a while. Alex Myers. It seemed like he was getting closer and closer in those premiere events for a while. I thought he was going to do it, and I thought this was going to be the week. He came so close. He fought it back through. He reset the bracket in grand finals against Samurai, but it is Samurai who ends up with the win, punching his ticket to Capcom Cup. 
Alex Myers and Snake Eyes rounding out the top three. Uh, that is a grappler mains. Oh no! Snake Eyes was playing Kage the entire time, though. As, as He's still a grappler up... main in my heart. <laughs> ever since Evo, ever since Evo, when he came through and just disgusting green-handed to clinch that out, he has been a grappler in my book. You can't erase something that disgusting and dark. You can't do it. Right, very true. Although it was funny, I was watching uh, this bit of the tournament, and uh, Ultra David said that this is the first time that a Kage, a so uh, like a Kage main, has reached top three in a Capcom <laughs> pro, uh, pro Tour tournament. So big ups to Snake for doing that. Um, but he, like you said, he's still a grappler, so we can't give him too many ups. So we'll just give him a little. Thank bit. you. I'll give him a little bit. Respect, respect to everyone except for those who played disgusting, filthy, godless grapplers. Let's look at some What's other next, stuff. Steve? <laughs> well, so where's Punk? Where did Punk go? Uh, Punk finished ninth. Uh, if you were searching for Punk in the standings, uh, you probably didn't find him because he list he entered under Pionk. Uh, mm -hmm. due to a typo on one of the graphics, he he decided to rock with. Uh, but yeah, he he started from the losers bracket. Remember because of the social media blow up he had after. NA West number one. So mm -hmm. he had a long road. He fell one game short of top eight, uh, got knocked out by prototype. So it is Punk still has a chance to go through uh, to Capcom Cup because he has entered his name in the uh, list of players who are eligible for the fan vote. Remember, all the players who didn't win a qualifying tournament who were in Capcom Cup 2019, can be in the fan vote, which just opened yesterday. Mm -hmm. And whoever gets the most uh, votes on Twitter will be the last person to uh, be in the Capcom Cup field. And remember, Steve, we have a pizza writing on this. We do. And I forgot if... I, I think I picked Akita. Uh, uh, you know what? Let's look at who's in, because I actually took a look at the standings before uh just a little bit before we went online nope. uh, but let's see who's in the field now we have the almost complete field uh you've got samurai joining smug mandrake and nephew from north america kaba menardi piccolo and jalehe uh on this side of the or on this side of the planet uh, on the other hemisphere, you've got Takamura, uh, Infectious, Phenom, Angry Bird, SKC, Sien, Daigo, Gachikun, Jewa, and Rumors. Uh, can't forget about Idom, the defending champion, and then that fan vote, uh, which shouldn't be surprising if we really, really thought about it. We I didn't really, really think about it. Yep. So fan voting runs through. Jan uh, December 18th, so we've got a lot of time for this to change. But as of right now, the win the leader is not Punk. It is not Tokido. It's not Luffy. It is Zenith by a significant margin. Over 5,200 votes as of an hour before showtime. Uh, nearly over 1,100 again over uh, Tokido right now. Dang, that's a lot of votes. 
That yeah. is a ton. Now, here's the sitch, though. Remember the last time <laughs> Capcom had a community vote? Yes. Specifically for Street Fighter League? Yes. And there was somebody who was not expected to be in the top of that community vote. That was. And Capcom just decided, ah, f*** it. Let's bring Arturo. <laughs> <laughs> so is this going to be Arturo's oh. comeback? <laughs> so, but like, my whole... Th oh, sorry. Continue. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like that was not only a blow-up in the sense it's like, hey, how are we going to have the entire community vote and then just decide anyways? Because it's like they have no obligation to honor the votes. They just said that's the way it's going to be, but they can ultimately do whatever they want, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I think, one, the big blow-up there was like, art has done a lot for the community, specifically for Street Fighter in general. So I understand why that happened. Mm -hmm. It's disappointing, though, because there were so many other people that I would have rather see go through, right? Wasn't Sherry campaigning? Yeah, Sherry was campaigning, uh, but and, the person that came, yeah, the Sorry. person that came up on fourth to be on the show, I think this was for Street Fighter League, was Emezi. Yeah, uh, and instead of Emezi going up, it was Art. And here's the thing: I'm not blaming Art. Mm. Like, if I was in Art's shoes, I would have been like, "Yeah, fucking get me on a plane over there, right?" Yeah. Uh, that's a really good opportunity. I'm happy he was there. Uh, he got to he got to show off some stuff. He got to show off his stuff. Uh, but it was just such a weird thing to happen, especially mm -hmm. because of all the drama with the vote sending early and all that other stuff. So let's hope There's a lot of drama about that. Yeah. Let's hope that Capcom is a little bit more prepared for the community vote this time around. And, and, and can we just hope in general for no voting drama in general? That's not going to happen. I, we, we, there's a limit as to how much we can take. And I think we we're at that point. We are right at the cusp of too much voting drama. So let's hope it's smooth. Whoever wins, uh, just just take the L. Whoever whoever doesn't win, take the Wait, L. Wait, whoever wins That's takes the L. Uh oh. No, whoever doesn't win, take the L. I'm telling you, just accept the L into your life. Don't make a big deal about it. Don't take it to court. Just, just accept it and move on, and it's all. Everyone's all good. We're cool. We're. Cool. I'm just saying they have a right to a recount, Steve. They, they do. They have a right to a recount if it's close. You know, if there's a couple if... of thousand, or even just say a point percent of a point percent of a vote difference between first and eighth. You know, we can recount because the votes weren't counties. all in. Only in certain counties. But, 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 but I'm not saying days. that you should. I'm not saying yet you should not be entitled to count every vote. I'm just saying, just stop the just count. Once I get it, yeah. <laughs> no, keep stop the count in certain places. Keep the count in other places. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Uh, we got a huge ass joke. recap, but we we have driven this <laughs> joke into the ground. Anyway, point is, let's take a look at these uh, the the fan vote standings once again. So Zenith up at the top from Brazil. Was Zenith here last year for Capcom Cup? Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, the lone Brazilian to make it in. Did he replace somebody who didn't come or something? Or did he, uh, like, make it in for realsies? He made Don't it I... in for realsies. Okay. I thought I remembered some drama, but I guess maybe I'm confusing it with some other uh, some other stuff. But anyway, big ups to Brazil. Showing it up. Blowing it up. And like I said, if we really thought about it, 
we should have known. We should have seen this coming. For sure. All right. I think that wraps up. <laughs> that wraps up. <laughs> that wraps I don't up. know what's going on anymore. <laughs> that wraps up uh, the I'm CPT. <laughs> oh, don't apologize. That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that wraps up CPT, right? What's next, Steve? Uh, we've got uh, Tekken to talk about because yeah, the U.S. Do. West Challenge uh, took place this past weekend. And it was all about the man who represents uh, South Korea slash U.S. slash Canada uh, in, in different parts of his life. Ben Chang getting the win over El Negro in the grand final to get some money. And then he doubled up. He 3 owed uh, he got the three zero in the boss fight, Ooh. to to get more paper. So, um, and then on the Sunday exhibitions, uh, the main event was uh, Run It Black versus Rip. It went down to the wire, but it was seven six for Run. So making up for that uh, lucky Chloe at uh, Combo Breaker. <laughs> Everybody needs to make up for lucky Chloe. I, I still think about that sometimes. Just him learning he had Lucky Chloe on his team in the in that draft, and then uh, Blackbeard's laugh is just legendary. Oh yeah! Look, man, I can't wait for Combo Breaker to come back. Anyway, just wanted to say that on camera. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> we right. appreciate you, Rick. Fingers we appreciate crossed. you, all of Combo Breaker staff. Hope y'all can come back in 2021 even stronger than before. Yeah, I uh, I saved up my ticket because my ticket got canceled. So they're like, oh, do you want your refund or do you want to just let it ride? And I said, let it ride. So we'll see. Yo, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. It, um, if I we do run, watch... I want. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say, if we do run on 2021 uh, Combo Breaker, if, if we all make it there, I want to do a show from there. Oh, we're doing it. That'd be really nice. We're doing a show from Steve. Me. I actually think happen. the very first time I ever met you was at Combo Breaker, right? Like in yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I have no clue who you are, and I was like, this is awkward for just me. <laughs> that was before. Here's the thing. I'm. It was I'm before I was famous. Man. Chat. He had no reason to understand who I was. So it's. Cool. I am an awkward man. I am just pretty good at hiding it. Hmm. But but sometimes I slip up, sometimes I fail. What just happened, Elon? Nothing. Keep going. All right. Uh, Smash Summit. Let's go to the God recap. Damn. This recap is big. Uh, Smash Summit actually went online. Speaking of events going online, um, they ran tournaments for both the U.S. and Europe. Uh, on the U.S. side of things, it was Zane who held off Mango in the grand final. Uh, to get so the win let's there. Go, Zane. That Marth baby too clean. Oh, you love to see it. Oh, the tippers, honey. Let's go. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, it's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll let you have that pop off. Uh, and then on the EU side of things, uh, Leffen, your champion, uh, in the European tournament, holding off Professor Pro in the grand final there. Uh, Captain Faceroll, I think, is my favorite name. There's some good ones this week. Uh, Captain Faceroll, uh, if you pull up Tac Tekken, yeah, let's look at back Tekken. up. Uh, tied for ninth, you've got What's It To Ya, 
Ooh, what's it to you? Nice. There's some quality names uh, this mm -hmm. week. Was there anything um, on the CPT that we need to look at? Yanub? Look at that, Yanub on ninth. Yeah. Um, okay, Nova Spec, but, 10 for 13th. Good shit. I think Nova Spec. If I'm thinking of the correct Nova Spec, he's a guy for, uh, Texas guy. Anyway, yeah. back to Smash. Actually, there are some other good names uh, that were in here that uh, will pop up on this recap. Uh, names like I Heart Justice and Marlin Pie and Ray Ray. Because we've got a fucking Marvel 3 graphic. Marvel we lives. We've got a Marvel 3 tournament. Marvel lives. Marvel Yo, lives. We Marvel. This was the tournament that was announced literally as we went on air last week, uh, run by Maximilian. Uh, when we talked about it, it w we knew it was Twitch Rivals, so it was, we assumed it was, or at least I did, I assumed it was going to be, like, Twitch celebrities. But no, this was bona fide to, uh, Marvel players. So you had some of the guys who were driving the game even after mm -hmm. uh, M MBC3 fell out of the spotlight. Guys like uh, Dual Kevin, guys like Ray Ray, full schedule. Uh, I Heart Justice, Cloud coming back, Killer Kai coming back for this. Dude. And Ryan OV was the last Evo champ, right? Yeah, Ryan was. Ryan was doing some serious uh, business at the end of that game, or, or end of the game. There is no end of the game. Marvel nope. lives. Marvel, Marvel lives. baby. Important to note. And I get, we'll talk more about this later, but important to note mm -hmm. that Capcom did throw a lot of uh, social media love their way this weekend. Mm -hmm. And this run, this tournament was run on Parsec. So this is one of those things where uh, people found out that if you get an Amazon Web Services virtual computer and both of you connect, you have a better and more stable connection than if you try playing the game online. Can we just shout out real quick? Can we shout out Capcom for supporting a game that came out eons ago, for loving the community, and for allowing the community to showcase their passion and love on an official website like Twitch, specifically with Twitch support curated by none other than Rick the Haru Thatcher. Super appreciate y'all, Capcom. Y'all awesome. Y'all the real MVPs. Great job. Great job posting it max and congratulations to everyone inside of the tournament and commentating the tournament of course yep no it was a sight to see who would have thunk marvel 2020 uh and we'll talk about the direct contrast to this in a little bit but for now but Steve, first we're gonna go over these standings aren't we yes we Steve, are give us the recap how'd it go because it was the last evo champ ryan lv who pulled it off over the man who was this comes so close so many times. Ray Ray. Um, you see Mundek and uh, uh, Milty, uh, Milty. Oh, my goodness. My mind is gone. Milky Nurko uh, rounding out the top four. But, I mean, y you got the bona fides there. Flocker, uh, full schedule, Marlin Pie, Punisher, Marvello. Um, and some people had uh, some... A little something extra to cheer about because uh, tied for 25th in the 32-man bracket was Flux. Therefore, uh, you have the right to say, not that I would say it, uh, but you have the right to say Flux sucks. Aww. I'm not saying that. 
I'm not saying Aww. that. I'm saying if you're one of those people who wants to say that, Aww. you can. But me, Steve Jurek, not saying that. I appreciate uh, you, Cole. <laughs> I appreciate you, Cole. You're a very strong player, and you did very well in the tournament. You should be proud of yourself. <laughs> He's a fantastic player. Dude, He's this a fantastic player. Okay, I'm just saying but, it, but I'm just saying because even though you didn't like... say the thing that you said, I just feel the need to say that Look, that's a friend, and I'm proud of him. Look, this is another one of those situations where it's top 32 of the best Marvel 3 players. So Somebody's got to go on, too. And when you got 32 killers and eight of them got to go, eight of them got to go. Now, in addition to all this, uh, man, look at all these names. I'm getting I'm getting um, I'm getting like nostalgia flashbacks here, like Cloud 805, Mm. I Heart Justice, Marlon Pie, Killer Kai, Marvello. Um, So we reached out to a couple people. Uh, Sharpie, you got a uh, a couple of words from uh, some players, right? I do, as a matter of fact, if I could please have the spotlight, I'd love to go over it. So I actually reached out to quite a few people. I reached out to Maximilian. I reached out to IFC Yipes. I reached out to iHeartJustice, and I reached out to Cloud805. I unfortunately was unable to reach Maximilian. I was unable to reach uh, Yipes, but I did get statements from both iHeartJustice as well as Cloud08. We also have some clips that mm-hmm. they requested we play on the stream to showcase themselves. Um, for those of you who don't know, iHeartJustice as well as Cloud805 are both very, very strong contenders inside of the Marvel community. They are fantastic content creators, and I actually want to shout out specifically Cloud805, who is one of the largest fighting game creators in general. Like the entirety of the F, uh, entirety of the of the fighting game community has a huge YouTube presence. He has a huge. Uh, Twitch presence, he's just doing a lot of big things right now, and that's amazing. So I do want to shout them both out for being that. But I asked them a couple of questions. Um, we're going to start with, obviously, iHeartJustice, who I specifically asked regarding uh, how he felt regarding the Twitch Rivals event in general. And he stated that Twitch Rivals, to those who may not have unfortunately had the opportunity or experienced the opportunity themselves, is wholly professional and very caring. They checked up on us and made sure we were okay with everything. It was an online tournament. It was a super unique experience. The Twitch Rivals hasn't really done fighting games at all, per my knowledge. And the cool thing is that they could easily move from one match to another so that everybody got screen time, which was fantastic. Max is a pillar in our community. He's just the GOAT. I was a fan of the production. And so I also did ask, um, I also asked uh, Cloud, specifically how he felt about it. And he said it was more esports oriented than what I'm used to, but I enjoyed it. I'm glad they gave Marvel a chance. He said the way they prepared everything was really solid. I don't have complaints on the whole thing. Um, and he said that the future of Marvel will just depend on how the community rides the waves that they were given. I did ask both of them how they felt that the event could personally improve and they had a little bit of feedback there once again i really want to stress that a majority of all the quotes they gave were positive this was me specifically asking for any feedback that they felt could be done better and i heart justice stated what he would like is that although it was tons of production it would have been nicer if players had had an opportunity to create their own skits and add to their narratives i think the next step is incorporating more personality into the production which may require more organization more organization and more time we just fiend for our own game and what he was stating here was that during the during the broadcast maximilian had actually prepared some pre-made skits and sketches to showcase throughout the stream and he and his team have performed prepared that himself now uh i Heart justice is a content creator and he's friends with many other marvel con- creators uh, specifically lothario and even other players similar to like uh i want to say gary otherwise known as zerg and a couple of other people 
as well as Cloud08. So I think this was just basically saying, hey, if we could also have had a chance to maybe create something from our repertoire regarding Marvel, we would have loved to have that opportunity as well. I asked Cloud and Cloud just said that uh, the opportunity was the the opportunity to perform was fantastic the only thing i can really say is that if there's ever a second one they should have one wave of matches start at least five minutes earlier so when one match concludes and they happen to another match it's not going to end right after hopping into it and once again i think this is just feedback that happened exclusively because they had so many matches going on at the same time on an offline event it's a lot easier to schedule things like that but on an online event sometimes you have a little bit of lap in general both players were very happy with how the event went they would 100 percent go into another one and i got the vibes that Marvel is definitely not dead. Marvel is here to stay and Marvel lives, baby. Marvel lives. Whoops. I did the wrong one. Oh no. Where'd it go? <laughs> uh, is it this one? Yeah. Yes. My, my old stream <laughs> deck broke. Uh, so, I want to thank obviously everyone that worked with me for those quotes. I want to thank Cloud805 and iHeartJustice for both taking time out of their very busy days to reach out to me for comment. Super appreciate it. And um, I'm hoping to get even more quotes from people regarding events in the future. Yep, I agree. Uh, quotes from people regarding events in the future is great. And I didn't just parrot that off. Uh, I mean that. Uh, now, while this was amazing, I do want to thank specifically Twitch and Maximilian and everybody organizing this for being good friends of the show and putting the shit before Tuesday. Thank you. The biggest round of applause to you for making this on a Monday so we can talk about it. Thank you very much. Maximilian, thank you, Twitch. Thank you, everybody involved. Uh, that's the greatest reward we could want. So we appreciate it. Uh, and it, it was a little bit weird having like such a big tournament on a Monday, but it was super fun to watch. So I had a good time. I had a good time. And I think everybody else did too. Yeah. With all this said, with all this said, um, Steve, yeah. this tournament is unfortunately behind us. So what do we have to look forward to? Uh, well, we can actually look at some other events that happened this weekend because oh, you had, did we? yeah, not yet. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot to number them, uh, but the Dragon Ball fighters okay. stuff. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Die by sword okay. gifting us up to Maximilian, dude. Thank you. Die by sword. You got us. 135 <laughs> subs, which really quick, really quick, I just want to say that is a lot of subs. This person has successfully provided $675 to our stream to once we are immensely, immensely grateful. Thank you. And I actually forgot to divide that by two. So thank you so much for dropping $337.50 in support of our stream. Super appreciate that. Yep. And while the monetary value is great, the value of your time and you liking the show is priceless so thanks yeah. i can't believe i actually said that correctly way to go me delirious elon let's go. go all right that's a lot of pizza that is a lot of pizza and i wish i could pay half of my pizza bets off of that account but i cannot that's called don't we have some more information to go over steve we do <laughs> yeah, um, let's so talk about dbz dbfz AFC. national championships Week six of seven took place this past weekend. So there was a whole lot of movement in the standings and a whole lot of things getting settled, even though there's more to play for next week. Where are we going uh, first? Let's go France. Let's just go alphabetical. Let's go France. I know. So last week, no one had clinched a spot in the playoffs. 
this week we all we know all four players who are going to make that top four playoff. Wawa uh, locked up his spot with a 5-1 win over Gila. Uh, Kaiden and Yasha both got wins over uh, Kane and Kasuga, respectively, to punch their ticket. And uh, Kane's loss, along with Noka's loss, actually locked up the spot for Gila. So now it's a matter of seeding. Wawa and Kaiden face off in week seven. Uh, the winner of that one will obviously be number one. Uh, loser of that could be number two or number three, uh, depending on uh, how game difference goes. And actually, one correction from last week, game difference is actually the first tiebreaker, not head-to-head. Mm. So uh, Yasha and Gila will face off. Loser of that will be four. Uh, winner of that could be three or two, depending on... Uh, the game differential there. So if Yasha wins by a game differential of three or more and Kaiden gets completely washed and doesn't win anything, Yasha gets the second seed, right? Well, if if Gila wins 5-0 and Kaiden loses 5-0, mm-hmm. uh, then Gila goes to plus two and Gila can't move up, uh, up above third. Yasha can, though. Oh, did I say Gila? I meant Yasha. Yeah, so if Yasha wins uh, 5-0 and, say, uh, Wawa loses 5-0, then Wawa drops to plus 12, Yasha climbs to plus 14, Yasha would get it, get the two spot. Mm. So, Okay, I understand. Uh, let's head to Japan because you've got some – you had one of the matches of the week there uh, between Kazunoko and Goichi. Uh, it, it seems like those three, Kazunoko, Goichi, and Fenrich, are sort of the top tier in Japan, with all due respect to everyone else. Uh, this one went down to the wire, but uh, Goichi, excuse me, uh, I, I messed that up in the results screen, but Goichi got the 5-4 win over Kazunoko. Goichi wins. Uh, Fenrich, 5-2 winner over Mato to remain undefeated. Though they pretty much got the top two on lock, uh, well, whoever w- they play in week seven, winner of that is your number one seed. Kazunoko, a uh, little bit of work to do to lock up number three. Bon Baban uh, will be in that opening round match as well. So it'll be Bon Baban versus Kazunoko, whether it, uh, and then the winner of that faces the loser of Goichi Fenrich. And then the winner of that faces the winner of Goichi Fenrich in the playoffs. Mm. So, big, big match there. Big match. Uh, That's exciting. Let's, uh, in Spain, Gropus remained undefeated with a 5-0 win over Tigris. Uh, the other big result, Jenis got 5-4 over Shanks, which means uh, Shanks has still locked up a playoff spot, but... He's looking at the possibility of uh, playing in that opening match and having to win three games to get that uh, uh, get into the playoffs. Tigris and Kalbu both tied uh, going into the final weekend. Uh, they bo- Tigris in the driver's seat. Uh, they're both playing players with stuff to play for in terms of seating, but uh, Tigris... 
If Tigris wins, he's he's locked in. He would have to lose big and have Calbu win, or he Calbu would have to win and Tigris lose in mm-hmm. order to swap that for the final spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, going close. to the e- yeah, it's close. Uh, on the east side of the U.S., to kill Sage, holding off Nord Knight five one. Hook Gang got a big five one win over Nokami and Nitro Bros five two win over Mamba Lamba. Those three have punched their ticket. Uh, Double LL and Lord Knight. It's very close. Uh, Double LL is he, he, he's pretty much it. The only way he gets locked out is if he wins his final match, or he loses his final game 5-0, and Lord Knight wins his final game 5-0. That's the the only way. That is the only way Lord Knight can punch that uh, final ticket. Otherwise, it is going to be double LL. The big game coming up this week is uh, to kill Sage versus Hook. Obviously, winner of that one uh, will be in... Uh, will be the number one seed. Uh, Nitro Bros possibly could move up to number two, depending on what happens in that one. Mm. Can I say something really quick? Yeah. Uh, So I just want to say, I want to say, first of all, congratulations to Mamba Lamba, as well as Nokami, both very talented people. And I, I genuinely believe one of the only reasons that Nokami didn't actually place that high is because he has been focusing on his content creation. He's doing incredibly well on YouTube. He's doing incredibly well on Twitch. He's actually one of the uh, number one Dragon Ball streamers on Twitch and like in the top five of all Dragon Ball streamers on YouTube in the fighting game community. So that's a big deal. And I know that he's been focusing on that. So shout outs to him. Mamba Lamba. I know Mamba Lamba uh, wasn't necessarily able to compete when offline events were happening. He's been almost exclusively playing online. So shout outs to him immensely. And I also want to give huge shout outs to my brother, Double L, who has been working and practicing very, very hard during this quarantine to get his name out there. Specifically, I am hoping that a team is able to pay attention to the grind that this young buck has been showcasing this entire time and manages to offer him a deal that is both respectable and appreciative of of his efforts in general, because he's been killing it online. He has been killing it on social media, and I have nothing but high hopes for where he has to go from that. As always, I have to be a part of Team Sage here, and I have to continue to root for Dekill Sage, one of the best, literal best players of our generation in every single game that he touches. I will always be a Sage fangirl, and that's because this man brings not only amazing game knowledge to the to every single game and every single community that he touches, but he brings an amazing presence and general positive vibe whenever he communicates and talks to anybody inside of the fighting game community. So, like, I really want him to win. And I just wanted to shout that out because I know everyone sees these numbers, they see the recap, and they're like, player is this, player is that. But, like, these people are people. These people are working very hard at bettering themselves. It's things that we haven't necessarily always seen inside of the scene. We haven't always seen good players that are doing good things in the community. All the players I just mentioned are all working very, very hard at uplifting the Dragon Ball fighters community in a positive manner and I just wanted to shout that out because I'm proud of all of them every single one of them there you go the, the, uh, congratulations everybody on being humans um, thank you <laughs> no but seriously that was very heartfelt thank you for uh, that addition and it, it, that is very important because usually when we see 
recaps and stuff or when we see tournaments we just see the text behind mm -hmm. the human right so it's very easy to disassociate so i very much appreciate you they're all that. working very 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 hard and it's nice to see it's very nice to see yeah no it's important to remember that every single name on this list has a equally complicated life just like we do it's not just the name on a screen so yeah. that's a very good thing i'm to sorry keep in mind. please continue oh, your recap thank you so much for letting me speak it's all good uh, we've got one more space uh, place to go, and that's the U.S. West. Space uh, you had, You had a bit of a shocker here. Uh, Jonathan Tenne, really on that grind. 5-0 winner over Cloud805, handing him the first Ooh. loss of the Ooh. campaign. That combined with Reynald actually picking up two wins, uh, the his match over Subatomic Sabres, which was also a 5-0, Mm -hmm. And then the five one over uh scientific who that was the Chris G makeup match. Uh mm -hmm. means that Reynald now enters uh the final week atop the standings. Uh both he and Cloud are locked in to playoff places. But seeding is still up on the line. Uh both players still have a chance to lock up the top speed top seed. Both players could um I, I believe Reynald is locked into top two, but Cloud could fall to third. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Subatomic, and Apology Man all fighting for those final two spots. Apology Man has the biggest road to climb because he's playing the number one overall seed, Reynald, and he needs a win. <laughs> Wasn't Reynald like last last week? No, he was he was in the middle at three and one. Okay. He was like third. I thought he was like third or fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cloud was in first place. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And I think Super Noon, Super Noon was like in sixth or fifth. So. Yeah. yeah Super Noon, of, Super Noon hasn't been able to get it all together, but yeah. yeah, lot to play for in the U.S. West. Yeah, and this is going to be close. Like between mm -hmm. Jonathan Tenney, Subatomic Sabers, and Apology Man, it's a razor's edge be between who makes it and who doesn't. That's correct. That's pretty mm -hmm. crazy. Pretty crazy. All right, so now we can take a look at what's taking place this weekend. Oh, okay, yeah, fine. Marbula 1. Oh, Marbula oh, 1. Oh, 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 okay, let's talk about Marbula 1. Ah. You want a pizza. You want a pizza. Ah. Oh, even. the top tier. Ah. Pick a top tier, they said. Crazy cat's okay. eyes. Read okay. it out for me, Steve. Here, here's what's taking place this weekend. Cause Wait, this no, is you don't, you don't want to read this? Hold up. Let's, no. look, let's, look, let's, look at, let, let's take a look at the top three, the podium. All right, we have the Savage Speeders with Speedy taking 26 points home. We have Starry from Team Galactic, who's just less than a second behind, taking 20 points home. And then my boy, Yellow Eye from the Crazy Cat's Eyes, 1.7 oh seconds. And if we look at the bottom left there, fastest slap for one bonus point. Let's go, Yellow Eye. <sighs> And then if I we really... jump all the way down to 11th, we have Razzie from the Raspberry Racers at a full seven seconds behind the leader. You know what's crazy about this is Elon is neglecting to tell our audience that he is currently one and two for marble races. But I just think it's pertinent to the current standings. That's all. Pizza bet I was really double or nothing. And we're back to nothing. Okay. We broke even. I really wanted pizza. I really wanted pizza tonight. But well, you know what? That's okay. We put in the bet for next week. 
Uh, we already got a bet. Got well, what do we way. have? What do we have coming up next week, Steve? Right, yeah, let's talk about what's coming up next week. Nobody wants to bet the pizza, but everybody wants the so, pizza. So, Street Fighter League, only the Japanese league in action coming up. Uh, the U.S. league uh, going dark for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, so you've got Japan on Friday. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, the final weekend of regular season action taking place on the Dragon Ball Fighters channel. Uh, Soul Calibur back in action with the third of their three uh, Soul Calibur online challenges. This one is going to be for the Western EU. Um, and then if you want to watch the Marble Racing, it's uh, it's this weekend, uh, round four. Uh, I'll stick with Raspberry Racers. I'll stick with the crazy cat's eyes, baby. Aquamarine. All right. So, so we got two pizza bets going. Two pizzas right. on the line. Also, that by the way, I just want to just want to correct one thing. Sharpie, I'm one and one for the pizza bets, not one and two. As when it comes oh, to Marvel Racing. Oh, my apologies, my apologies, my apologies, yes. my sincerest apologies, everyone. He still lost though. He I still lost the first lost, time. Though. I won the second time. We're even, baby. I'm gonna actual, win this next one too. All right, actual correction. Um, I accidentally put up the Smash Ultimate graphic. Uh, for the Smash House or uh, the Summit? Smash Summit results, yes, it was actually Melee. Oh, this is Melee. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so I assumed that, that was Melee when I saw sense. Zane. Zane doesn't play Ultimate. I just assumed yeah. it was incorrectly put down as Ultimate because all of these yeah. players are Melee players. Wait just a minute. Wait that, just a minute. Hold on. My bad. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So we have Smash Ultimate here, and then no, this is Melee. Oh, yeah, this this Smash Ultimate mistake there, and then. Wait a minute. Where is it? And then who won between Kazunoko and Goichi? It was Goichi. So I made two this week. Oh, my God. The travesty. You know I'm what? just kidding, Steve. Thank you for all your hard we work. We love you, Steve. Everybody, everybody clap you. it out for Steve. Clap it out for this Steve. This was the longest f***ing recap ever. Your language. 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 Come on. This was the longest freaking recap ever. Yeah. We are a PG-13 stream. Are okay? we? <laughs> yeah, I feel actually. like I've said worse before. <laughs> All right. So if we, if we curse too much, we lose. I actually checked our, I actually checked requirements for being a podcast. And you actually have to put the expletive thing if you use certain types of words on podcasts. Oh, okay. I meant so, to talk to you all about it afterwards, but that's why I haven't been trying to stop cursing okay. as much. Well, we, instead we've of, had that discussion now. Yeah, we've, uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for joining us for this discussion. Uh, instead of saying any expletives, we will say the word expletive moving forward. So... Uh, enjoy that. Or grappler, which is just as bad as any expletive. You know what else is bad? That was funny. Can I get a laugh? Can I get a rim I don't have shot? It set like, up. I don't have God. it set up. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> now, speaking of bad, we we talked a little bit about how good the Marvel tournament was and how amazing the support from Capcom, If even if it was only social media support, and I'm assuming like allowing the rights for the game to be played on Twitch Rivals. Mm -hmm. uh, the bad side of this is in direct contrast is we got a bit of news out of the people running Big House online, and it was that Nintendo has served them a cease and desist for the Slippy Netcode for Melee and for the entire Can we go tournament. ahead and get a uh, spotlight on you for that this one, Elon, if you want to uh, take point? Well, that was it. <laughs> This is why this is why I wanted to interrupt you at the start of all of that. Because you don't ever be spotlighting yourself. 
I don't, especially today. But uh, yeah, we got that news, the, those news over Twitter, and it's been a big old mess. It has been a big old mess. Uh, yeah. Nintendo, we ha- we have the statement here from Nintendo. Uh, a couple of quotes, Steve. Since you're more literate than I am, will you please uh, read this out for us? Sure. Uh, this was a quote given uh, to Venn's Patrick Shanley uh, when they discussed this after the cease and desist was made public. Uh, the Nintendo statement reads, quote, Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication the fighting game community has for the Super Smash Brothers series. We have partnered with numerous Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers tournaments in the past and have hosted our own online and offline tournaments for the game. And we plan to continue that support in the future. Unfortunately, the upcoming Big House tournament announced plans to host an online tournament for Super Smash Bros. Melee that requires use of illegally copied versions of the game in conjunction with a mod called Slippy during their online event. Nintendo therefore contacted the tournament organizers to ask them to stop. They refused leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in to protect its intellectual property and brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow piracy of its intellectual property, end quote. And yes, there was one typo in there, so I'm up to three now. That's fine. I didn't notice it, so it doesn't exist. Kanmai Uh, did. Well, Kanmai, you're 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 a plans. You're cool. You're a plans. You're cool. Uh... This is completely in contrast to what we just saw with Marvel, right? Because Marvel, the Marvel tournament for this week was run on Parsec. So uh, the Parsec machine was the only machine that had to have Marvel in it. Uh, so I guess it, it, can, it can that be considered an illegally uh, obtained copy? No, because they probably had to buy it on Steam or something. Uh, but there were no mods I mean, in the game. But go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was going to say technically there's no way to like showcase that it's legal. Because the reality is when you're playing Marvel like that and everything, you could technically have torrented and like grabbed an illegal copy of the game to run it on PC. It's kind of it's kind of weird to get the, to the legality when you get on PC. But mm-hmm. like m- obviously most people have obviously bought Marvel that were competing inside the tournament. Multiple yeah. times, I should add. Multiple times. And, and, and likewise, pretty much everyone who would be competing in the big house would have legitimately bought a copy of uh, Melee. Now, mm-hmm. the in general, there's a there's some copyright law is fun, um, mm-hmm. and I am not a copyright law master. Uh, there is someone in the community who will be talking about this, I'm sure, later on tonight. Uh, but in general, you have the right to make your own copy of a uh to uh to back up your own games you know no you don't no you don't you literally don't no whoops that's that's, it's not it's not guaranteed actually if you read literally the back of any single game especially nintendo games which i did when i was 14 because i was a nerd and a dweeb and i i read all that stuff but yeah no you definitely don't have the ability in any way shape or form to back up any of your data that includes the memory card that includes the actual game data itself and that includes literally anything related to the actual hardware or software that runs on any of their consoles you do not have that right it's literally inside the terms and agreements that you have to you basically have to scroll through and everything when you first start up the gamecube when you first start up the ds when you first open up 
the Nintendo 64. And it's actually one of those things that states by using this device, you agree to these terms. That's that's covered in just about every single console known to God, which is why like things like um, emulators aren't usually allowed, but they're just not they're not considered high priority enough by publishers and large scale vendors to really um, crack down on in any way, shape or form. So I just want I just wanted to correct you there because I do know that for a fact. Did older I don't remember having to do EULA stuff for older systems, but maybe that's just because I never read you them. You probably didn't actually have to agree to it inside of certain older it systems. Like it was the... actually inside of the booklet. Yep, yes, yep. it actually is inside of the booklet. Okay, yeah, um, that's what I figured. And I I read a lot when I was growing up. I read a lot, and that is something I will tell you for a fact. Damn you, EULAs. Uh, yeah. I will state that most publishers do not enforce it exclusively because the energy that's required to enforce it specifically for emulation, specifically for, um, um, what's the word, but like, you know, like mods and everything like that, mm -hmm. it's not cost effective in any way, shape or form. So most people just let it go. It's free publicity in general, and they're not really making enough money to do it. Now, if there was some large scale way to determine when somebody was was torrenting or stealing or modding something, and it actually did make enough money for in this example, big house, then yeah, they would they would very easily be able to shut that stuff down. Um, just so like I, I just did. wanted to yeah, and not to take away at all in any way, shape, or form from your point there, Steve, because I understand what you were saying. You were saying basically by purchasing it, you should own that, right? We do not, as American citizens, own that with anything. Literally, that is also on Windows 7. It's on Windows 10. It's on Windows XP. It's on Apple devices. Anything that you purchase, you do not legally have the right to modify in any way, shape, or form the operating system, a lot of programs, stuff like that. So, The, the, the other thing... Um... That I should that I wanted to bring up was you mm -hmm. talked about being in the the crosshairs of these big companies where a lot of times it's not worth it. With uh, you know obviously uh, online the uh, Smash Summit ran on Slippy this past weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, that did not get shut down. Uh, big House did get shut down. The big difference is that Nintendo has worked directly with Big House in the past. They have sponsored Big House. So even if you have people who are friendly within Nintendo who don't necessarily want to pursue it, it it makes it a little harder to cover your eyes and ears and say, la, 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 I don't see you when you've seen them in the past. So, now, yeah. Is it possible that... Big House might have tried to reach out to Nintendo for support and then got this other stuff? Because how would somebody from Nintendo immediately know? Well, I guess if they've worked with them in the past, then I guess they they probably keep up with what they're doing on a regular basis, right? Yeah, because it, it does seem kind of weird that some tournaments got hit and some tournaments don't. But, you know, uh, yeah, but having, having had the big uh, Nintendo seal of approval in the past, I guess, makes them vulnerable to having the big seal of Nintendo disapproval in the future. Can I go ahead and uh, just say some things? Because I yeah, uh, I want to preface the conversation, obviously, by saying that I am currently the fighting game head organizer for all fighting game, traditional fighting game events that occur at Xanadu Games, which is located in Laurel, Maryland. Xanadu Games is a very large Super Smash Brothers menu, uh, venue that is ho headed by Gimmer as well as Apostle. 
Um, and I am in charge of literally all the traditional fighting games that go on there. That means Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, Blast Blue, all those things I'm in charge of. Um, I wanted to say that there was a lot of, there was a quote unquote anonymous Twitter account um, that has since been uh, confirmed as being an actual person inside of the community that uh, wanted to go ahead and reach out regarding a little bit more information regarding why Nintendo decided to take the stance. I want to I want to further elaborate that all the information I'm going to state here has not in any way, shape, or more form been corroborated by Nintendo, but certain entities inside of the Smash community have corroborated this information and have signed off of it in general. Um, the statement basically states that uh, there is, uh, first of all, this person has requested to remain anonymous because of blowback that may occur to them. Um, but basically what they were stating was that Nintendo has actively hurt multiple uh, multiple entities inside of the community, not because of anything regarding like anything they're trying to do or their IP, but specifically because it stops Nintendo from honoring agreements that they've made regarding esports in general with other entities. Um, and they name quite a few events. They name Project M, they name um, working with Red Bull and HTC, they name working with Twitch, and they state that every single time they've been in talks with these people, they have come down on tournaments that have basically stated that they were going to be working in the same time period or in the same um, area as these events. And so basically what this anonymous poster is stating is that Nintendo is uh, Nintendo is attempting to stop any competition from any high, uh, high pressure dates that may occur inside of the future. Um, it's a really big allegation. There's a lot of there's a lot of truth behind it because if anyone has ever worked with vendors or entities, they know that that is something that entities worry about. Like, you know, hey, if we have a whole launch coming out for a brand new game in December, we want to make sure that the tournament that we have in December isn't close to any other big tournament so that people aren't burned out. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that here. And basically what Nintendo, with this, with this post alleges, is that Nintendo is basically trying to get larger entities to work with them then make sure that the people inside the community have the power so they want to go through basically all the all of the avenues first before the community does the problem with that is that the community uh because it was founded before nintendo had a vested interest in becoming larger and creating a community scene um is much bigger than some of the things that nintendo tries to do so they just try to stop the scene from growing so that they can pick it up whenever they want whenever they have a new game coming out whenever they want free publicity things like that um, which is a problem, unfortunately. And uh, the reason why this person states that they were making this post is because basically Nintendo has left them no other choice. And the only way that this will stop is if people actively state that basically they won't support Nintendo anymore. Because that's all Nintendo really cares about, unfortunately. Um, there's a lot, there are a lot of allegations in there. I appreciate, obviously, Steve posting the quote in there. But what I will state is that there are quite a few other quotes uh, from actual members inside of the community. And the number one post I want to call out is actually Gimmer, um, who is actually one of the head tournament organizers at Xanadu. He's one of the owners. He runs it with his brother, Apostle. And he stated, uh, the fact that I'm even afraid to say anything right now shows you how messed up this is. We've dedicated 10 plus years of our lives to this scene. They've made millions off of our blood, sweat, and tears. We've done it all while feeling like we have targets on our back. Hashtag free melee. Um, so it's interesting because a lot of people have stated, specifically people like Hungrybox, as well as Leffen, as well as Chillin, have all stated that they are scared essentially to speak up because 
Nintendo is such a large entity and because it could mean that they are no longer allowed in any way, shape or form to continue doing what they do. Um, the post also uh, the post also alleges basically that one of the reasons why certain teams haven't picked up Smash players and certain players have been kicked off of teams is because of the uncertainty around Nintendo, which breeds the question, is Nintendo also specifically uh, stopping teams from picking up Smash players by saying, if you pick up a Smash player, then we will never respect your organization or ne- make it hard for your organization to do things like that. And that's concerning for a lot of people, not just for Melee players, but also, honestly, for Ultimate players. That type of that type of deliberate stoppage of a community passion makes people feel less inclined to support a game that may come out later and anything like that. Now, I've stated this before, but Smash Ultimate is the highest sold fighting game literally of all time. There are a lot of people inside the Ultimate community who have been actively considering leaving the community because of the way that Nintendo is treating Melee and because they no longer feel secure in playing the game competitively at all, which is not looking super great for Nintendo. Um, I know that I personally, one of the reasons I actually stopped playing Smash was because the game that I was very interested in after I played Melee was Project was Project Melee, otherwise known as PM. The developers actually stopped because they were in fear of getting a ce- cease and desist order from Nintendo. And so they actually just preemptively stopped and they were like, we're just gonna go pursue other things because it's not worth it if we do get a cease and desist order because that could happen any day now. Um, that type of fear is something that the general Smash communities had to live for, with for a very long time, and Melee is literally no exception. It's very, 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 very disheartening to see so many people that are very, very talented, creative, and just general positive people inside the community that have done nothing but help an entity that is in no way, shape, or form uh, replicated that assistance to them. It, it really hurts to see them going through this. And I, all I can say is... Um, I really hope that publishers understand that there are good people in the competitive scene that are genuinely offering support out of the goodness of their own hearts and only asking for it to continue because it's something that they genuinely enjoy. By stopping them from enjoying it, you're actively showing that you don't actually care about the consumer that you're actually creating merchandise for. And that's a dangerous slope to go down, y'all. At the end of the day, though, I, I think we've brought this up before, but if the entire Smash FGC scene were to stop supporting Nintendo, mm-hmm. would Nintendo give a expletive? At the no. end of the day, no, no. It, what it would really, to be honest, what would what it would really take is it would really take the entirety of the competitive uh, Smash, Super Smash Brothers scene actively creating some form of social media campaign that would basically boycott all of Nintendo, all of Nintendo-based purchases, which to be very honest, the scale that they would have to do it on would be tremendous. Uh, But the other reality is that a lot of these competitive Smash players, Melee, Ultimate, Brawl, um, they all have some of the largest reaches inside of the fighting game community in general. These are the players that are seen internationally. These are Mm -hmm. people that can actively change the way that things happen and what it would really take is those people that have already started to stand up and be like nintendo is in the wrong here we can't do this anymore it's it's taken them to stand up and go to news outlets and be like this is happening to us our job security is at risk and we can in no way shape or form 
uh, do anything else except let you know that it's happening and let other people know that they need to stop supporting Nintendo. That's that's really what it's taken, and it's interesting uh, to see individuals take that stance with something that is so incredibly important to both them and the future of the competitive gaming community. Yeah. Nintendo's success here is a blessing and a curse. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mostly a curse in this sense. Um, Obviously, if they had the desire to create some sort of circuit or really put their financial firepower behind uh, competitive Smash, they absolutely Mm -hmm. could and could do it in a way that a lot of other companies couldn't. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is the the competitive side of Smash is so comparatively small to their core business. I mean, you talked about how, how well Ultimate sold. It sold 21 million copies and still counting. Mm-hmm. 21 million. That's like mm-hmm. if you took every comp- every person who entered a Smash tournament in 2019 you would still not make a significant chunk in in that 21 million the it they they found nintendo has had this thing where they've kept the smash community the competitive side at arm's length because they don't want that to be what people think of smash they don't want you know no items, Fox only, Final Destination to be what people think when they think Smash. They think, oh, this mm-hmm. is something I can plug in and play with my friends, and if I want to get good, I can get good if I want, but I don't have to throw in a whole bunch of time, because they figured out that that's what makes them a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, go ahead. No, I was just well, going to add, I just wanted to add, in comparison to the $21 million that Smash has sold, how long has ultimate been out it's what two three years ultimate has been out now for about three years three years Mm -hmm. tekken 7 that's been out for way longer than that just crossed the six million threshold earlier this year so just a comparison point there uh one of the people who don't believe us that's a that's a huge that's a huge price point what i was going to say is one of the reasons why nintendo is so rigid like you said steve about the family friendly aspect of it is because um, a majority of people that buy games are parents purchasing games for their children. That's a very, mm-hmm. very large market. Um, something that we don't typically hear about inside of games is the fact that a lot of parents aren't comfortable buying their young children um, very bloody games in general. And so Nintendo marketing themselves as family-friendly vendors is something that families can count on because they grew up with Mario and they know Mario will always be this. And mm-hmm. so that type of brand recognition is invaluable, and that's something that none of these other brands have. When you look at Capcom entities, for example, um, I want to give the example of like just Ryu. That's a that's an aggressive character, you know. Chun Li is a sexually provocative character. Uh, you look at Ubisoft and Raymond, right? You look at Ubisoft and like uh, is that Metal Gear Solid? No, no, no. That's um like Tom Clancy, stuff like that. Like all of these games aren't as clean as Nintendo's images. Pokemon has sold some of the most games internationally of every single game in like the last five years. That's a huge demographic. That's something that even free-to-play games can't really touch. Mm-hmm. And so getting that amount of uh, monetary, monetary essentially ROI, ROI is instrumental 
to Nintendo's success as both a brand and as a publisher. And so they just, they really don't want to sacrifice that for anybody. And whoever they need to step on to accomplish that is huge. Yeah, they are super happy that teenagers are enjoying their game and these teenagers are turning to adults that still enjoy playing their game. But as soon as you're an adult, they don't care about you. They now want to market to your children. That's really what it is. They want to market to your children. And here's the other thing too. Uh, that I want to add. Uh, mm-hmm. Going along the lines of uh, Nintendo keeping its IP clean. Could you Spotlight imagine... yourself, Elon. Ah, fine. Which one is it? I think it's this one. I did it. Uh, could you imagine if you're like somebody's grandparent and you're trying to look up... Somebody says, oh, I want Smash Brothers. And the first thing you see is a person throws a crab at Hungrybox. Hmm. Or the first couple of things you see is look at all these people who spend six to eight hours a day training in this video game to be good at a tournament out of context or the first thing you see is those giant lists of uh sexual assault allegations that started coming out recently right like that's a big uh uh-oh if you're uh if you're a parent or a grandparent who doesn't have the context of a competitive fighting game scene looking at this stuff for the first time so Mm -hmm. that i think is why nintendo is so gung-ho about trying to keep its ip to the image that they want it and not not necessarily the image that we see it as. Yeah. A lot I mean, of people in chat right now. Oh, I'm sorry. You go on, Steve. Continue. Well, you, you go ahead because I think I've got. No, I was going to oh. say something in chat. You got it. Huh. I was going to say, uh, you know, the thing to keep in mind is pretty much every company has the right mm-hmm. to do this legally, mm-hmm. at least. It, mm-hmm. it, it might not be as beneficial for them because, you know, for for Bandai Namco, for Capcom, the competitive scene is a much larger, comparatively to the rest of their scene, it's a much larger chunk of their bread and butter. And they're also going to be the ones who are going to evangelize the game. They're going to be the ones who sell the game. Like, how many copies, you know, know, people getting interested in uh, Sonic Fox probably sold quite a few copies of Mortal Kombat. You know, it's just so big. The Smash scene is so big, uh, but it's so powerful. Nintendo has the power, just like Capcom does. But it's just that in this scene, Nintendo is the only one that seems willing to do this. Because remember... uh, there was, the, if you remember to the time, they almost uh, banned Evo from streaming. Mm-hmm. So they, they just, yeah, I, I always think that's 2014 for some reason. Same year, same year as the Skullgirls didn't, not getting in. It was between Skullgirls yeah. and Melee. Smash got in 2013. Nintendo immediately tried to get a cease and desist order to stop Evo from running a tournament and community yeah. outpour because they were taking money away from breast cancer, basically forced them to do it the other way. Um, yeah. Also important to note, by the way, that in a, a community community leader, otherwise known as Ludwig, inside of the Super Smash Brothers uh, community, had actually raised money for a uh, charitable donation to a charity. I don't remember which charity, but specifically is running that in the set of uh, of Big House and states that if Nintendo shuts them down, basically what they're saying is that they, we don't care if the money goes to a good cause. We just don't want the competitive scene at any it, in any regard, and they're exclusively doing it as a thing to stop the competitive gaming. Uh, Nintendo has in no way, shape, or form reached out to stop the event as of as of today, which is uh, November 24th. But um, P- 
people are actively watching to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, look, somebody said uh, legal right doesn't necessarily equate moral or ethical right. Sure, but it's their IP, right? It's their ball. They can take it home with them if they so choose. Uh, big companies don't give a f- about morals. I mean, like, expletive pro- about morals. The problem is there's no precedent in any way, shape, right. or form for competitive gaming at all legal precedent or otherwise yeah. and that's what makes it so difficult for these for these uh tournament organizers to basically come back and say hey you're actively stopping us from doing our job because their job comes off of the reels of something that someone actually has as legal property and it's not it's not like it's not like people have actively like not made this stuff their legal property it is nintendo's legal property just like you said elon just like steve said um I would like to liken it to Dave Chappelle signing away the, away the rights to the Chappelle show. Um, he actually contacted Netflix when Netflix was streaming it. It was like, I don't like y'all streaming it. Netflix took it down as a courtesy, not mm-hmm. because they were required to, but as a courtesy. And yeah. now Dave Chappelle is doing more work with Netflix as a beneficiary. Mm-hmm. Um, what people think is going to happen is that Dave Chappelle may sue for the rights to his show from Comedy Central, stating that, you know, the way that you claimed my legal property was illegal. So it would be interesting to see if all the Smash organizers did something similar to that by stating, by creating a competitive circuit. Or honestly, what would be really interesting to me is if every single Smash competitive rallied around another platform gamer game. That would be interesting to me. If everyone propped up another game that they knew that they could do exactly the same as Super Smash Brothers and just refused to support Super Smash Brothers IP in any capacity. Obviously that's never gonna happen. It'd be mm-hmm. interesting, never going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's so, really so, one of the only ways though. So many so many players, especially in Smash, aren't just fans of Smash, they're fans of Nintendo. And to mm-hmm. ask them to walk away from something that's been, you know, on top of, you know, their love for the series, how important the game has been to a lot of people and how important mm-hmm. the community has been to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't see them walking away from that. So mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to happen to any sort of degree. And, you know, it's they're just kind of stuck with it right now outside of potentially raising enough of a stink to um, to get some social media traction. I just don't see what else they can do. Yeah, And here's the other thing, too. We're talking about a community, specifically the Melee community, who likes Melee so much that they're not willing to move forward with Nintendo or with the new games, right? They want to stick to the game that they know and they love, and they've been playing that same game for, what, 16, 17, 20 years now, uh, or however long Melee's been out? I want to point out that although their statement did only mention Melee, they mentioned specifically... uh, uh, They didn't just shut down Melee at that event. They shut down Ultimate as well. Like, they Mm -hmm. shut down the complete event, not just Ultimate. They shut it down completely. That's the real problem, I believe, that all the organizers have with this, is not just that they are exclusively coming for Melee, like they exclusively came for PM. They -hmm. are coming from every single game that they are no longer interested in selling. Um, that's the that I believe that's the problem yeah. with the majority of the organizers, and there's no there's no code of conduct as to how Nintendo will continue to enforce that in the future with Ultimate either. That's what that's what people are concerned about. Um, so it's not just that they're shutting down Melee; it's that they're shutting down any event that has Melee 
because of the way that they're they're utilizing online. Do you think that they did that? And Indy here at the chat uh, has the same train of thought that I do. Do you think that they did that? Uh, as in shut down everything Big House was doing because, like we said, like we saw in the quotes earlier, that Big House wasn't willing to stop until they were served the cease and desist with Slippy? No. Would, would they have done it anyway, do you think? I believe so. I, I've, I've, I'm not going to pretend to have any in any way, shape, or form worked with Nintendo in the past or know any Nintendo employees or spoken with Nintendo. But from my experience with how Nintendo has treated both the Melee community and the Smash community in general, my belief is that they would have done it regardless if they had to, even if even if the cease and desist, because they could have specifically worded it stating that this game is not allowed there anymore. Mm -hmm. They could have done that. They could have very easily done that. And they chose not to specifically because they're like, we're going to make an example of you. Mm -hmm. That type of vindictiveness is what I have come to expect from Nintendo when it comes to their competitive side. And that is, it, it's, it's, a, it's a face, honestly. And it's very frustrating to see it come out almost every seven years on the day. Um, a lot of people in chat have likened Nintendo to Disney. I want to state that Nintendo is in no way, shape, or form as bad as Disney because people forget that Disney has lobbied actively for government changes exclusively to allow them as a business to function. Mm -hmm. Nintendo has not done that in any country, um, to my knowledge. But it's very concerning to see the lengths that Nintendo will go to in order to stop something that they deem um, harmful to their monetary income. Mm -hmm. Especially when it hurts their consumers directly. That's very frustrating to me. But hey, yeah. I'm lucky that you know Nintendo doesn't pay any of my bills. So word same, uh, mother expletive bills. Language. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Bleep me out, Twitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm gonna have to get a bleep sound for the sound or the I, audio. I, I have one that I just don't have now. it hooked up right now. I apologize. But you know, this reminds me of this reminds me of um, when next? this reminds me of when uh. Bandai Namco uh, forbade Dragon Ball Fighters from yeah. playing at I think it was DreamHack. Yep. Uh, and eventually that all got ironed out, but I think that might have just been like a rights thing where they didn't have it completely set with Toei or whoever owns Dragon Ball. The IP. I think it was a lot of preemptive tournament setups, is what it was, because DreamHack was one of the very first tournaments announcing a DBFC tournament. So, like, there was a lot of concern in general about how that game was going to function on an official circuit. It's nice to see that Bandai obviously ironed it out and everything like that. But mm -hmm. um, it's it's always concerning when you see it in general esports because there's so many people that are invested in esports. There's so mm -hmm. many entities that are invested in it in general. And there are a lot of very passionate people here. Case in point, all of us. I don't think esports pays in any of our bills exclusively. But I think we all profit in some way, shape, or form from the existence of competitive gaming. Not to say that we wouldn't be here if we weren't in any way, shape, or form getting something back from it. But I think every single person, both watching this stream, listening to this podcast, and currently on this podcast, have benefited from the existence mm -hmm. of competitive gaming. So it's, it's disappointing, I think, to all of us at large when we see companies take this stance. Because that could be us. That could be anybody, honestly. That could be anybody that just enjoys gaming to the level that we enjoy it. Which is to say... Imagine if the NFL one day just decided that anyone who has ever recorded a football game now has to have it deleted. Ever. 
Yeah. Like well, it's, that, here, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, and here's the, the thing problem too. is I've been asking for express written consent for years. They've only <laughs> given me implied oral consent. And I just keep asking and they don't give it to me. Well, consent's very important, Steve. It is. The the other thing too is Moving to on. Your wait, to your point, Sharpie? To your yes. point, Sharpie, uh, as far as like uh, how frustrating it is, to a degree, and Ultra, da I've seen Ultra David tweet out about this a lot, and every time he does, I'm reminded of this fact. Content creation as a whole involving video games is so nebulous when it comes to this yeah. stuff. Like, we're not, like, even the content that we make, if it surrounds a specific game, even if their game is on there for, like, a little bit of time, if it's not under fair use, we're all I mean, expletive, sorry. So... Yeah, uh, to your point about how it's always disheartening to see a company uh, do something like that to even a competitive, uh, even a competitive community. It's like then you have to look at like content creation as a whole because that whole thing is so nebulous, and any company at any time can be like, "Hey, I don't want this on YouTube. This expletive on that's YouTube." A, that's that's almost exactly why a lot of people are concerned is yep. because this is just the first step in that type of future. Whenever mm -hmm. someone sees that future, it threatens the industry as a whole. And I think that level of uncertainty is one of the reasons why you saw a lot of content creators, specifically myself. That's that's one of the reasons why I stopped with Smash, why I actually stopped, because I was like, if I, I started playing Skullgirls right about the time that I started getting very frustrated with the fact PM hadn't come out yet. And then I saw that PM was probably never going to come out. It was very, very frustrating to me. And I think everyone's seen my content and everyone really enjoys my content. I'm not going to pretend like I couldn't get numbers if I exclusively made Super Smash Brothers content because I know I could. But the concern is that there's no real future for me there exclusively because Nintendo only props up people that look and sound a certain way. And they also may shut that down at any point in time whenever it so pleases them. There's no level of certainty. I'd much rather work with companies like Future Club uh, Dev or even groups like Main Six or Hidden Variable on a, on a game that may be a little bit more, you know, rated T for teen or rated M. But I know for certain that when I work on content, it's not going to disappear into the ether. Yeah. Um, that peace of mind is very, very nice. And it's very unfortunate to see so many other talented creators have to worry about that. Agreed. Any final thoughts on Ooh, this stuff thought. before we move on? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, free, free melee. Free melee. Actively free melee. free melee. Nintendo of America, do the right thing here. Don't do the thing that makes you money. Do the right thing. People will appreciate you. We appreciate gaming developers that are ethical. Be ethical. Do the right thing. Also, NFL, give me that express written consent. Please. <laughs> All right. Uh, two, two quick topics before we sign off for the night. First, I just wanted to cover the Bud Light BL6 console. Because if you guys have not seen it, it is a computer. That is also Spotlight a Elon. Ah, that's, uh, if is, I don't see it, you won't do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it even when you say it. <laughs> uh, uh, the BL6 is a computer made by uh, Bud Light, and it is a computer that has a projector, has a beer koozie, and runs games like Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 6, some freeze tag game, Fortnite, and other things. And this uh, this console was also, by the way, thank you, Die by Sword, for gifting a sub to Free Melee. Thank you, Die by Sword. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this uh, this console, it's a console, it's not a computer. 
this console uh, was released and was up for sale through auction uh, via the Bud Light website. And last I checked, it was selling for, like the bidding was at $800,000. But all that aside, uh, I did get to see one of my favorite streamers here on Twitch, Tim the Tatman, who doesn't do fighting game stuff. He's mostly like a Call of Duty streamer. Uh, played some Tekken for a little bit, and it was super funny to see somebody who doesn't normally play, play Tekken, play Tekken, and play on this crazy uh, device that is a beer koozie and projects the game on the wall. Uh, my favorite part of that stream was when he said, I'm getting stunlocked. <laughs> uh, while he was fighting Panda, it was pretty fun. And uh, when he said uh, Yoshimitsu was easy to play. So... <laughs> that was the kind of stream that he had. But it was super fun to watch somebody experiencing it. And it was super cool to see that Bud Light put two fighting games in their console. And it was Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur 6. So big ups to Bud Light there. Uh, Didn't and if they you... also have a deal with like Bandai earlier this year specifically about sponsoring a tournament for that? Like yeah, with, the, with the uh, Bud Light Up? Online. Uh, they're doing the Bud Light uh, online tournaments uh, for Tekken. And they're usually on Good Tuesdays, right about now. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is sold out. The console is sold out, unfortunately. Uh, well, so. well, if anybody had $800,000 and wanted to buy that console, why don't you invest in Best of Five? Your weekly FTC news podcast. Twitch.tv slash Best of V show. We also have a PayPal. PayPal.me Best of V. Uh, before we go, one last thing, uh, and then we're going to sign off here, but Street Fighter Six emails leaked due to the Ragnar lock, uh, attack over at Capcom and they were posted up on Twitter. However, mysteriously, Twitter has removed those images due to, uh, copyright holders cease and desist. Mm. So no more pictures of emails about Street Fighter Six. However, uh, the emails did reveal things like Street Fighter Six coming to Xbox One, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, and Xbox Series X slash S slash L or whatever. Uh, the emails also showed uh, they, they were also talking about uh, the progression of uh, the 3D models in the email, uh, and there was a lot of like weird nebulous. Uh, discussion in there that I didn't really get. Uh, Steve, did, what what else happened in there? Well, we don't have any confirmation that these are legitimately within. Um, but yes, uh, these were reportedly from the uh, ransomware attack that hit Capcom a couple weeks ago. Um, it is. I've been hearing from sources that the timeline that was listed in the email is out of date. Uh, so that whatever they were working on, we can expect it around 2022 or so. Granted, I, it shouldn't come as a huge shock that a company that has made five Street Fighters is making a sixth one. Mm -hmm. It's not fully guaranteed, but, you know, especially with COVID. But I don't think this is necessarily uh, jaw-dropping, personally. Nope. But it is interesting to see that out of that attack there like this is another one of those circumstances that they're having to deal with on top of all the crazy shit that we discussed last week so very unfortunate for capcom sorry well if they had lifelock they'd be covered Life didn't the dude from lifelock put his social security literally, on the side of the truck literally get his account in every way shape or form completely expletive yes yes yep. he did expletive 
Uh, yeah, he put his social security on the side of a truck, and then his identity got stolen. What are they going to do? Steal my identity? <laughs> Says man who had his identity stolen. Ah. In any case, everybody, as always, it's been a pleasure being here with you. I am the Purple Sharpie, and I am here with the ever-talented, ever-fantastic Steve Urich, otherwise known as Ace King Offsuite. Of course, we have Elon here controlling the fantastic mix, and y'all can follow him on twitter.com slash Elon121. I am at the Purple Sharpie on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and of course, TikTok. Thank you so much for watching Best of Five. Does anyone have any I, final thoughts? I do. I'm talented? Uh, Steve Yurick? That's going to be all the time we have here for today, y'all. Steve Yurick? Steve Offsuite? Now, hold on. Hold on just a second. Off I can't suite? get the I can't get the I can't get the crash thing. <laughs> and I was mispronouncing it on prop uh, on purpose. On purpose? I wanted I'm sure. to leave with a joke. <laughs> I was more concerned about you calling me talented. Both, <laughs> that was both my biggest issue with that. For jokes. Yes, everybody. Anyway, as night, always, Canada, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you celebrate, and if you don't have a wonderful Thanksgiving anyway, because I and love just remember, you. Remember, your favorite podcaster always has a sign-off phase. Now, yes, now. now.